And Jimmy, we've got a longtime friend of the program. We get to thankfully talk to him once again on yeah, site. Absolutely. Gary Stoken and uh, Gary's mm-hmm. with the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. It's been a highly successful event going back to 2008. And in a few years, Tennessee is going to be playing Syracuse in this event. Gary, how are you? I'm doing great, Jimmy. It's great to be in person talking about college football. Absolutely. But thank you for joining us. Uh, Sure. When you started this back in 2008, would you ever imagine you would have so much success, so many great teams, so many great matchups? No, we really didn't. We, uh, We did it based on not getting a chance to be in the BCS back in 2006 when we made a bid, when they went to a double host model. And then the next year, when the NCAA legislated the 12th game on the schedule, I told my board, we're, gonna, we're not going to get in the BCS on the back side of the season. Well, then we're going to start the BCS on the front side of the season, have a bowl-type atmosphere in a kickoff game. At the same time, we were moving the College Football Hall of Fame to Atlanta, and uh, we've been blessed that both have been very, very big successes, as you said. You've had, you had Tennessee against Georgia Tech back in 2017. Uh, Tennessee against NC State 2012, Tennessee against Syracuse coming up in 2025. Uh, you typically have a – you always have a great crowd, and I would think you'd have a great crowd for the Tennessee-Syracuse matchup. Oh, yeah, I would think so. We, we've typically tried to stay ACC versus SEC mm-hmm. in our Chick-fil-A kickoff games because moving into the CFP New Year's six games, we get teams from around the country. So uh, – and particularly with this game being, you know uh, – an ACC-SEC game with Tennessee, which draws huge crowds to Atlanta. We love the Tennessee fans. Syracuse probably come from New York. Not as many fans that might come down because of uh, the, the distance. So you have to you know, put that Rubik's Cube together of getting teams that will travel, teams that can compete on the field. And you know, a lot of people say, well, Tennessee and Syracuse ranked right now. You know, They're not top 25 and typically... Like this year, you got Miami, Alabama, two top ten teams. I said, yeah, but in in five years, let's see where Tennessee and Syracuse are. Uh, a lot of times, you're better lucky than good. And, um, you know, like we had Georgia and, and Boise State in 2011. People said, why Boise State? Well, Boise State that year ranked fifth in the country. So, um, you know, you never know. You look at recruiting. You look at coaches' contracts. You look at fans. It's a Rubik's Cube to try and put these matchups together, but I think Tennessee and Syracuse, I know one thing, there'll be a lot of orange in that (laughs) Mercedes-Benz Stadium when we play that game. Gary, what is it like? You you mentioned that you've got a couple of really interesting matchups this year. You start with the the reigning college football playoff champions in Alabama against Miami, and then two days later – It'll be time for Ole Miss and Louisville. What do you think about having a couple of programs that might not always come to mind when you think about that early season spotlight? Well, we're very blessed. We're going to have uh, four games in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year, and seven of the eight teams are going to be ranked in the top 25 with uh, the two games in the Chick- two teams in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl will be top 10 uh, that the selection committee will put together. Uh, this year, Ole Miss... Uh, Alabama, Miami are all going to be in top 25, and then the SEC championship game with two probably ten, top 10 teams. Next year, uh, we open up with Georgia, Oregon, which will be two top 10 teams, and Clemson, Georgia Tech, with Clemson obviously top 10. And then we're going to host the semifinal in our Chick fil A Peach Bowl with either number one against four or two against three. 
and then a SEC championship game again. So next year, seven of the eight teams playing in our four games will be uh, in Atlanta will be top ten teams. Yeah. So two great years of college football coming into the city of Atlanta. How difficult and different was last year when you were just waiting to see which conferences would allow their teams to step outside their footprint to play a non-conference game as opposed to those that were saying, all we're going to do this year is play within ourselves? Yeah, it's a great question. We, uh, you know, we've got the best staff in the bowl business, and I've never seen them work so hard with trying to deal with the protocols with the six teams that we were going to deal with because we were supposed to set college football history last year by hosting three games within a week. It's never been done before uh, with Florida State, West Virginia, uh, Georgia, Virginia, and North Carolina, Auburn. Um, we put together a bunch of budgets. We had to deal with protocols with the six schools, protocols with Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, whether we were going to have fans or not have fans, budgets with 50% capacities, 25%, etc. And then to have the frustration of not being able to put on those games uh, was very frustrating. We bounced back, and thank God we were able to have Georgia-Cincinnati, two top-ten teams, playing our Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl last year with at least 25% capacity. Um, although I will tell you, we did maintain our uh, charitable uh, donations of $5.7 million, even though we got hurt not having the three Chick-fil-A kickoff games. So we met our mission, which is to be the most charitable bowl game, bowl organization in the country out of all 41 bowl games. And we're uh, humbly proud to be able to provide that $5.7 million back uh, to good causes. Gary, in regard to um, uh, the s- some years I see doubleheaders, some years you don't have them. What, what determines yeah. whether you have a doubleheader or not? Well, it's very difficult to put one game together, <laughs> yeah. let alone two, and last year three. Um, so sometimes you get lucky where people call you and say, hey, we need some help. I mean, we even got a call. Georgia Clemson could have happened in Atlanta this year. Um, you know, we had two games already put together, so they said, well, you had two games, so we didn't want to put a third one on you, so they went to Charlotte. Um, you know, you just, through your relationships, you talk to a lot of people, and you just uh, try and uh, put put uh, games together. Sometimes ADs have openings, sometimes they don't. Sometimes coaches don't want to play other programs. Um, we're still talking to uh, somebody about 2024 um, to have two games there. So, uh, And you got competition. I mean... Competition is the highest form of flattery. We've had Dallas, Houston, Charlotte, Orlando all copy what we're doing. Um, And in the case of Dallas, they had to go buy a game from Kansas State this year, Kansas State-Stanford, to move the game to Dallas to have a kickoff game. We, as you can see on the schedule, we're out through 2025 with two games in 22 this year, 21, uh, two games in 25. So... Um, we've done a pretty good job of getting out in advance and trying to schedule these. Going forward, it's going to be very difficult to host these type of games because the ADs are scheduling big home and homes with the thought of, okay, if there is expansion, we can lose that game if it's a good opponent, lose a game in conference and have uh, two losses and still get in in an at-large slot if there's 12 teams in the playoff. Uh, when you uh, when you look at what you've been able to do, I just I just wonder. It, I've always thought Atlanta is a really 
they love their college football. Do they love it even more that you've been able to bring these type games early in the season? Yeah, because if you look at our payouts, you look at our attendance, um, people in Atlanta just, they get college football. You know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the Steelers and the, the Penguins and the Pirates are, you know, the big deal up there, the pro teams up in the Northeast. Down south, I mean, you drive around Atlanta on a Saturday, it looks like a NASCAR race with Tennessee flags and Georgia flags and <laughs> Alabama flags and Auburn flags and, you know, LSU flags. Everybody's, you know, going to a game off one of the interstates that leads out of Atlanta. And it's because there's so many alumni from those schools that live in Metro Atlanta, and every one of their license plates has their school on it. So uh, we're just blessed to be in a great city with uh, great fervor for college football. Gary, what's it like to, uh, to get more time and more time under your belt with such a fantastic venue that you now call home? Well, we're so blessed to have Chick-fil-A as our title partner, as I call them, rather than sponsor. Uh, their food is great, but their people are better. Uh, we're blessed to have Mercedes-Benz and what Arthur Blank's done. I think it's the best facility in the world. Um, great sight lines, great fan experience. And to have the hotels that we have, walking distance to the facilities, um, best staff in the business, volunteers who will flock to host people, um, and uh, great corporate support from the Kias and people that like Home Depot that are headquartered there in Atlanta as well. So we're just very, very blessed. I would imagine there's always some semblance that you're always working on what's next, whether it be kickoff between Alabama and Miami right now or as soon as Louisville and Ole Miss conclude who's going to lead things off in 2022. But um, are there any things that you watch specifically as we get deeper into the college football season, what do you look for out of the sport that uh, you do so much? Because I know everything then points to what you get after the regular season, but what do you look for during the regular season once your games have come and gone? Well, we've tried to give back to college football through uh, putting $13 million and moving the College Football Hall of Fame to Atlanta. Um, we've created the kickoff game format to that changed literally the face of the front side of the season of college football with big-time games, whereas in the past it was not to knock anybody, but non-directional schools playing against big teams. Um, I've always wanted to play, you know, if you guys can help me get this done, Tennessee football and Tennessee basketball. Coming to Atlanta, Rick Barnes, a good friend of mine, to play Friday night in State Farm Arena in basketball, and then Josh Heupel, and the football team to play Saturday. Uh, same city, same two teams. Uh, haven't been able to get that done yet. Uh, so that would be something that you know we'd like to do in the future as well. I'll put that on my to-do list. There you go. Um, Gary, in terms of uh, the college football playoff going from four teams to 12, it's inevitable. What's your reaction to that? You know, it's interesting. We're, we're all in the we're all in the the uh, group to help college football uh, better itself and uh, obviously if that's what the presidents decide we we want what's best for college football we just want to be a part of it whether it's hosting quarters and semis on a on a regular basis rotational basis Uh, we think we've done a good enough job giving back to college football and hopefully you know the the commissioners and the presidents will see that and uh, we get a chance to host that we're the second biggest sport in America, only behind the NFL, college football. So we all, everybody that's invested in college football, 
We've got to keep up. You know, if you stagnate, you die. You know, you've got to keep evolving as a person and as a business. So hopefully uh, the presidents and the commissioners will see what the path is forward to lead us the right way, and hopefully we're a part of it. Gary, thank you for joining us, and also thanks for putting these matchups together because personally when the college football season starts, I like to see good early matchups. No doubt about it. So does the CFP selection committee and the yeah. fans, and so we've, we've tried to fill that gap. So thanks, Jimmy. You have. Appreciate Gary, you having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank thanks you. for coming by. That's thanks, Gary, Gary. Stoken. Chick-fil-A kickoff game joining us. Appreciate it.